In this episode, proper footwear in the gym. What should you be wearing to cover your toe cocks? The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Welcome, everyone, to episode 551 of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast in the realm, because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. Thank you so much for joining me on this hump day, on a Wednesday. Get your coffee out. It's ready to go fucking down about proper gym footwear. What should you be wearing in the gym? Should you be wearing weird shoes? Should you be wearing platform shoes? Like, what the hell should you wear in the gym and even better, why? So let's get started right away with the question of the day, and it is from Odin's Bright Raven. Ooh, what a name. Right here on Facebook, and he asks, Papa Swolio, is it true doing a total body workout releases more growth hormones than just a typical chest and try or back and buy day? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There's no way I'm going to go hack through PubMed or something like that and go looking at research, but it's quite possible. Let me tell you how the body works. Growth hormone is one of those things the body releases to help regenerate tissue and synthesize proteins and rebuild just like testosterone. So when there is trauma, your body releases these things. Your body releases hormones, and what a hormone is is a messenger. It's like sending a text, sending an email. Your body is sending information around the system and it gets carried in the fluid in the blood and it latches onto a gland and it excretes blah, 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 which causes blah, blah, blah. That's it's just a messaging uh, sequence that tells the body to rebuild. So if you're working on a macro scale, if you're doing more trauma to larger muscle groups, your body is going to produce more testosterone and more growth hormone in general to repair. Now, in terms of like the amount and the volume and what the difference is, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it, but you can look it up. It's all public information, but you can hack through all that kind of research and find what you're looking for. But what's your goal? Like really, what's your goal in asking that question? Like you think you're going to do a total body workout and just release more growth hormone and that's going to get you bigger because that's not how it works. You know, if you're doing a total body workout, it doesn't mean you're going to get more massive. Like you need to cause specific types of trauma to the muscle. So the body is going to grow bigger. You're going to get hypertrophy. And that's, if that's your goal to grow, growth hormone is not necessarily just to get big muscles. It's just what your body uses to repair and just to repair as a system, not just specifically muscles. So that's important to, to note. If you want to get bigger, there's a reason why professional bodybuilders do not do total body workouts in general, maybe once in a while, or doing yoga, but that's a different stress. You do chest by itself or chest and triceps, chest and biceps, blah, 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 whatever it is, because you're doing less muscle groups and in a specific workout so you can get more volume. And volume has been proven in more cases than not, which is why we call it a fact for as far as we know, as the best way to build muscle size because that's what the body's reaction is. With that mix of failure, moderate rep range, higher volume, more sets, more reps, your body is more likely to have the adaptation of an increase in cross-sectional area for muscle fibers. So you're going to grow bigger muscle fibers. And that's just been tested and tested and tested, which is why people train a certain way. Does it mean 
You can't get big doing total bio workouts. Of course not. But if you want to get maximally big, it's better to segment because then you have more time to work on less areas. It's like anything else in your life. It's more focused for more results. So great question. I hope I answered it. And if you want all those details, you can go to someplace like PubMed that will, uh, you know, you can Google that and, and you can get access to all this type of, you know, public research. It's just, you know, public access for, for educational purposes. Uh, and you can sift through the hundreds and thousands of articles. But Papa Swolio ain't got time for that because I'm too busy making sick fucking gains. But thank you for the question. Question to Odin's Bright. Thank you so much for asking. And if you want your question featured right here on the Daily Swole, drop it right now below in the comentarios and use the hashtag AskPapaSwolio. And not only that, not only that, you can get to work by tagging a friend and using the hashtag Daily Swole Club to be automatically entered to win prizes such as lesson packs, programs, access to my premium community, as well as Swole Normous Apparel and one on one FaceTimes with the beard. It's just you get to FaceTime with the beard, and I just sit there, and you can look at it. You just look at it. It's better than now because it's, like, really close up. Look at the fucking beard. So thank you for the question. Thanks for participating, and thank you for dropping a comment. How about this right now? What do you think of that question? What do you do? What do you do? Do you do, uh, if you're watching this, which you are because then you're watching me, but if you're hearing this too, you can go on Facebook or YouTube and drop a comment. Do you do total body workouts, or do you like to segment? Do you like to do chest and triceps or chest or back and biceps and so forth? Okay. Today is hump day. So for no reason whatsoever, I want to talk about proper footwear today instead of the buns and the standard hump because Papa Solio don't hump on Wednesday. Papa Solio humps every day. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's get to the fucking nitty gritty already. Proper gym footwear. Let's talk about the foot. The foot has muscles like anything else. The foot has to be developed. The foot has to be trained. The foot has to be stimulated. And the foot is pretty much dormant in society because we put it to sleep by wearing fucking shoes. We wear shoes with cushions and we you know, cover it up and we package it all nice and we put you know, Yeezy on the fucking side and charge exorbitant sums. Fuck those shoes. They're ugly as shit. You know what? Fuck that. Who here wears Yeezys? Those things are the ugliest fucking things ever. If you're going to spend money on footwear, if you're going to wear footwear and spend that much money on it, it better give you a fucking reach around too, I swear. So getting back to the topic, proper gym footwear, it's natural to be foot, it's natural to be barefoot. But the problem is you are put in shoes ever since you're a kid and your foot actually forms to the shoe. You're actually pinky toe bends in, which is why I got them right here. Hold on. Which is why shoes like the Vibram five fingers, sometimes people get that pinky toe separated and it feels uncomfortable because their foot is usually that toe box with more common with, you know, all common shoes, uh, really sandwiches in that pinky toe. And, you know, we're supposed to have more webbed feet not fucking webbed, but like, you know, spread um, open feet because if we're not wearing shoes, our body has room to grow, but we put shoes on little baby's feet so young and their feet never develop properly. So if you have a child barefoot, 99.10% of the fucking time, seriously, no joke. If I ever have kids, my kid's going to be a freaking like freaking native ninja, just freaking running around barefoot all the time because it'll create that strength, that proprioception, that balance in the body that gets thrown off so much by putting footwear on kids. It's just ridiculous, especially, you know, having a heel, like, you know, like air force ones on a fucking four-year-old. So being barefoot in a gym, let's talk about footwear in a gym. You don't necessarily need to be barefoot in a gym. And that's because most of you, if you're 
have soft feet, literally like your foot is not exposed to the elements regularly, you can easily get stress fractures. So if you're the kind of person that's like, oh shit, that's cool, barefoot, let me get barefoot shoes and go fucking run a marathon, you're gonna break your foot. You're gonna get a stress fracture, like not guaranteed, nothing's guaranteed in this world, but you are really you know, rolling the dice and being like, maybe I'll get snake eyes. Like you're going to get, you're going to have some injury if you just go in and go crazy doing plyometrics or something like that. So if you do any kind of barefoot work, start walking around barefoot at home more. If you do get barefoot shoes or neutral shoes or kind of minimalist shoes, wear them maybe like an hour every day for a while. Don't wear them all day long. Don't wear them on hard surfaces. Don't do any crazy jumping. Just get your feet accustomed to it. Because trust me, I had an issue when I first started going really hardcore barefoot. I was doing sprints and squats and all this kind of stuff. And I started getting, I got a stress fracture. You know, I had a lot of pain in my foot for a while. So that I had to fix. So don't follow that. Um, you know, I speak from personal experience. If you have existing issues, that's another thing. If you're medically, you know, contraindicated to do barefoot, any kind of training or exercise or movement, then, uh, you know, listen to your healthcare professional. And being overweight, being overweight usually puts a lot of stress on the arch. Now, a flat arch in the foot doesn't necessarily mean a weak arch, but a flat arch will often cause the knees to cave in a little bit, increasing the Q angle, which is the angle from the hips, the pelvis, into the knees. And if you have an increased Q angle and that angle of the thighs are coming in more and more because your feet are flattening and your knees are kind of bowing in, it causes a lot more pressure puts a lot more pressure on like the ACL, those ligaments and meniscus that can cause issues, which is why women have more often uh, non-contact injuries with ACL tears because women have naturally wider hips and increased Q angle because of childbirth. So genetically, women are more predisposed to those kind of injuries. That's why in collegiate sports, they're just so much more prominent. So we're trying to put the body in the best position to win. And if you have high heels or you're wearing big sneakers or big thick soles, you're causing an imbalance at the ankle, which is going to tighten up the calves and also weaken the foot. So you're supporting the arch, but understand that if you're barefoot all the time, you'll, yeah, you'll get a little bit more calloused on your foot, but that's your natural shoe. You're supposed to, your body will create a shoe. If you work with your hands all the time, you'll get calluses. Your body creates gloves. Like your body will adapt. Your body adapts by creating more rough surface on the skin. So it doesn't get hurt. You know, native tribes, you know, they're walking through the woods all the time. They have very thick feet because their body has built calluses because they're used to it. If they were born in you know, the United States and they're wearing shoes, they would have soft feet too. So you have to understand that it's adaptation and it's natural to be barefoot. It's natural to have these muscles and ligaments and tendons strengthened and it's better for the alignment of your entire body. But I'm just, I, I just don't want any of you to go crazy and be like, oh, let me get barefoot shoes and then hurt yourself. So transition slowly. It's something that if you have tightness in the ankle and you just go start wearing barefoot shoes, that increased pressure on the uh, calf and the Achilles tendon and all those things are going to pull at the knees and pull at the hips. So you have to be careful with that. I would start, honestly, if you've been wearing shoes your whole life and you want to start being barefoot more, start with yoga because yoga is done barefoot and you will stretch and lengthen the calves, strengthen the feet naturally before you start running around and doing crazy shit. So I would say start with yoga, start wearing, you know, going barefoot at home more. Don't do any kind of jumping or running on hard surfaces. If you live near a beach or grass, walk on grass, walk on dirt. Don't go running on pavement with barefoot shoes. That's fucking insane. Anyone that does that is just... It, even with these barefoot shoes or like sneakers, like, you know, 
it should not you should not be running like on hard surfaces all the time, especially man-made concrete and pavement. So be very, very careful with that. There's always the genetic freaks out there, but just be very, very, very careful. Transition slowly. If you want your question featured right here on the Daily Swole, make sure you ask your question in the comments below. Use the hashtag AskPapaSwoleo. And before you go, make sure you drop a comment. Do you wear do you go barefoot? Or do you like barefoot shoes? Do you like barefoot training? What do you think about barefoot training? So drop a comment below right now. And remember also tag a friend and use the hashtag daily swole club to be automatically entered to win prizes, FaceTimes, lesson packs, programs, premium access, all that good shit. It's bumping. It's bumping. Papa Soleil is bumping. Hold on. Let me get my nipples. Ooh, feels good. Thank you so much for joining for episode 551 on this hump day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the most muscular swole cast in the realm because when I flex, you flex. We all flex our biceps. Peace, McGee's, Deuce McGoose. I'll see you tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday and episode 552. We're going to talk about water and hydration. Don't miss it. See you then.